Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday? It's wonderful. We're we're getting closer and closer to the magical daylight savings time when the world gets better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 I I wake up in the morning and you know I'm I'm uh, season, get seasonal affective disorder, so it's like the the winters suck. But waking up in the morning with uh, sunshine is you know so much better. I hear birds chirping. I love it. Uh, so yeah, things are getting things are pretty good. How was your weekend? Um, pretty good. A little, uh, well, I shouldn't say more eventful because I've been kind of going out and doing things on Saturdays, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, traveling on Sundays. But this weekend I traveled every day, um, including today. So I left Texas and, uh, let's see, Saturday night, I left stayed the Lone in Star Mississippi. State. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm heading over to Florida. I'm actually in Florida now. Um, I stayed in Mississippi Saturday night. And then last night, Sunday night, I stayed in Pensacola or outside Pensacola. That's my favorite city besides San Diego. Shout out to Pensacola people. Is it? Is it? Nice. I I do love that Um, that, that city. Where'd you you stay? Yeah. Is there like a, is there a camp park there? Uh, probably somewhere, um, but there's a program called Harvest Hosts mm-hmm. that is like, um, it's, some of them are landmarks, but the rest are wineries, breweries, and farms okay. that have space where you can park an RV, basically, is the only requirement. Um, tonight, I'm at a farm um, that has a bunch of pretty nice spots with electrical hookups, which is um, you know, not, not super common. A lot of them, like the other two I stayed at were both just, I parked and slept and, and that was it. Uh, yeah. the one in Mississippi was a farm. Um, so I was basically on the far end of their big sort of grassy field everywhere, all kind of isolated by myself and had a little fire and all of that. This and sa- then this, this sounds just like a horror movie would start. Pulled my RV to a <laughs> camp out in the middle of nowhere. It was a farm. Right, right. With some strangers. Um, and then in Pensacola, I stayed at a brewery. Um, Man, they have a spot. Super jealous now. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. They have a spot where um, uh, they used to have a food truck, I think, and mm. now they serve food. Like they moved. I don't know. Who knows what the deal is? But there's a there's a spot sort of a little gravelly off of their actual parking lot. Um, and you set up there. The only, like that was nice because I got to go into the brewery and have beer and not worry about driving. Yeah. Um, the downside was it's, it's, there's kind of a lot of traffic on mm. the road. Yeah. And so I kept waking up in the night. I think like noisy trucks and stuff ah. would wake me up and I wouldn't realize what it was. There, there is, man, um, I should, I should, I should have, you should tell me you're running. I, I had so many places to visit for you to visit there. There's like the, the Naval Museum is there at the, the Navy base is really cool. Um, there's a, there's a place, I think it's called Trader, Trader Jack's or something like that. Uh, it's just, or it's just called Jack's downtown. That's the mm-hmm. Navy bar. If you think of the bar, like, um, for the Naval aviators, it's straight out of, uh, Top Gun. You know that when they go to the Top bar, and stuff, okay. that's, that's they ha- that's that's the bar it was based off of, um, and that's just downtown 
in there and you go in there and it looks just like you what you would think with you know wooden stuff on the walls and fighter top gun fighter pilots with signatures all over the walls and stuff so uh, it's a cool little place but yeah I, I always like that that city and the being on the gulf it's like the sea to the bottom of the ocean kind of beaches which are really neat did you get to go down mm. to, the, to the beach at all like that would be cool in february um i I haven't done any of that yet. Um, yeah. I'm going over to um, near uh, Kennedy Space Center. Oh, it's um, so cool! Go visit family to see to see my family. Yeah, that's gonna be really and cool. although it's, that's yeah, dirty, that's I, dirty beach over there. Sure, sure. The Atlantic. Side. Um, my goal was to uh, travel as much as I could on Saturday and Sunday, so I wouldn't have to uh, miss working hours in the middle of the day. Oh, um, yeah. right. I'm yeah. still going to do a couple of little hops for the first half of this week um, here. And then Sunday, because of the way I planned it out, I think just because I liked the idea of staying at that brewery last night, I only had a four and a half hour day, yeah. um, which is, you know, it's weird to think like the first day I did five and a half hours and that felt like plenty. But then I woke up kind of early Sunday morning and was like, oh, I could have gone farther than this. Um, mm -hmm. And so what I did was I stopped in Alabama um, outside of Mobile. Yeah. And they have the battleship there. The, the Oh, yeah. I USS, saw the yeah. USS Alabama. Um, and they have a bunch of other like tanks and planes and there's a, a big... Um, sub submarine like you can tour the battleship and the sub and they're pretty cool like you walk around and see like all the little cabins and the space like the sub was kind of more interesting to me than the ship than the ship um but the ship is still like you walk around and they're like oh yeah there's this there's a there's a cobbler shop and there's a sewing shop and there's a wood shop there's baking separate from the butcher area and it's just like a town that's awesome um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've heard some of those, you know, people talk about just what you're explaining, you know, like a little towns in there. Like, I mean, I kind of want to go in there and see all the stuff that you could see in a big battleship or whatever. So pretty cool. Yes. Awesome. And where are you headed yeah. to next? Yeah. Um, uh, David, well, tomorrow I'll keep going probably about two hours uh, further east almost to Tallahassee, I think. And then um, then I have a spot Wednesday night in, I'm not going to remember the name of the town. It's somewhere north of Orlando, um, maybe near Ocala. Wait, you're Orlando. going, let me get this right. You're going from like Cape, was it Cape Cotton or where's uh, Kennedy's down there to Cocoa Beach up to Tallahassee, then back down to Orlando? No, no, no. I'm working my way down toward close to Cocoa Beach. Oh, okay. I think where where he lives is in is in Cocoa. Right. Um, and so yeah, I just have a couple. Like, I'm just uh, I don't know what close what city I'm close to now, but I'm about two hours straight east of um, maybe an hour and a half east of um, Pensacola. Um, oh, like around Destin, so, that Destin area and such. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Too. I went through, I, I took a kind of scenic route today and, and drove along those coast roads, uh, around Destin. 
But it's such a, it really is a beautiful part of, of the country. I mean, I think that the Gulf is underrated when people don't, you know, haven't gone there and seen those. It's like white, it's the white sandy beaches that you always see. And I grew up yeah, going to Pensacola and it was not going lot, to Pensacola, like going of, to Florida. Right. But, I'd never yeah. seen the, I mean, I probably have, but like the sand, it looks like snow, of course, mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird. It's, it's so pretty in the, um, the like I said, I, I I grew up going to Florida. Not grew up, but like when I would go to uh, vacations, we go to Florida. It was always the Atlantic side, so I that was kind of my experience with the ocean and such. And then mm-hmm. uh, it's more pebbly, is the the sand right. is and coarse. Coarse is the word. Yeah. Um, and then it does not have you know, it's dark. It feels like a lake. I grew up with lakes, so it's I was itchy used to, and, to that. and coarse, and it gets everywhere. Yeah gets everywhere and but like the water is dark and you know you don't see anything um so when yeah, i went when to, to the when i was side, a, a kid when i was a kid like i don't know eighth grade ish we moved to north carolina we lived there for about two years um and so we went down to myrtle beach in south carolina and that was the first time i'd seen the ocean that was years before i would see uh the pacific Never and, been. I've never been to Myrtle Beach, but I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely nice. It's sort of my my first experience of like beach town, right? And like I drove through a bunch of that here, uh, you know, around Destin, even though it's it's the Gulf and all those like the roads go over these long bridges, yeah, um, which is a little bit a little bit nerve wracking. Like pulling the trailer, I'm like, is this going to be really windy and so far, I haven't had any problems, but um, oh right, man! I, I, the, I mean, the, I, those those bridges in Pensacola are so big that would make me nervous driving. Like if I was driving on a camper or something, pulling that thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I just I just take it easy. Don't go too fast. Let people pass me if they want to go faster. Like, not, yeah, uh, you're you're fine being that guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna race people. Home, home <laughs> across, across the bridge <laughs> yeah especially not over a windy bridge right oh okay so you're working your way back up here eventually though you're going to be here for icg con weekend and that's in yeah that's like in a month or less less than a month right it's in in, in like two weeks oh my gosh already. two three three weeks three weeks so man you're just making the whirlwind tour of everything yeah, kind of. Um, my sister Sarah is coming down uh, to house it for my brother, and I knew she was going to be there. And I was like, "Oh, if I'm there when she's there, then we can all three of us hang out, and uh, that'll be great." I didn't realize she was house sitting, so I'll be there um, for like three or four days before David leaves, and you know, with his family. And I'm like, right. "Well, that's that's still good." And then I'll hang out, you know, probably the rest of the week, maybe, and. Uh, and start heading back north. And then after you're here and experiencing the cold, 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 are you, you got plans to head back to the back to the south again? Uh, probably. Um, <laughs> our buddy Fox is trying to talk me into coming to his Oscars party, which is oh, right, like right. middle of middle of April. So if the weather's still nice, I, there are a bunch of parks in Virginia and the Carolinas uh, that I can use with the Thousand Trails program. Um, and so I might do that if the weather seems nice enough, 
Um, or or it gets wizard blinter. Uh, was it the Appalachian winter blizzards that come through there and? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, last year that happened in Texas too. So oh, right. No guarantees anyway. But the yeah, if it, if it looks like that area is still going to be pretty cold, um, I might just go back to Texas for the whatever, like six weeks in between ICG and. Uh, and Fox's birthday thing. Wow. World traveler, or at least that's, U.S. That, traveler. That's all fascinating stuff for, for <laughs> our listeners. The, the that's detailed, cool. Someone out there, someone mind. out there has a poster of the U.S. and they're, they're putting pins in it where you're going and then planning it around. Wherever, everywhere I'm going. I need to get one of those, um, one of those big, um, magnet, uh, U.S. map things that a lot of campers yep. have on them where they fill in the the states where they've yep. been i didn't at first because i'm like well i've only been to two states so far but now that i've like across two more states off my off my list i almost i tried to finagle it so i could stay in louisiana um because that one i've just driven through now mm-hmm. um s- stopped for gas in uh shreveport <laughs> so i was like oh this is i remember hearing about this on true blood <laughs> that's funny um but it's Man. the t- the top of it's kind of narrow so like i drove through and out and was out into mississippi all in the same day goodness yeah i, I i've never i've never been down there in the winter i'll say i, I I've, I've been to orlando for disney and that's about that's as far as i've been which is, seems like that's actually, actually the time you should go is during the winter for uh going down south yeah but, yeah, the only the only time I've been to Florida before this was it in February down to Fort Myers Beach. Um and I remember it being warm like 70s, 80 degrees yeah, uh, yeah. in February and I'm like, "Oh, that's what Florida's like." And it's a little bit warmer here than it was in Texas, but not not really, not that much. It's still been um pretty pretty mild pretty mild well let's yeah. see what i got to do this weekend i got to do i got to go see the uncharted movie which came out the next tom holland hmm. uh blockbuster ish movie vehicle yeah yeah he he feels like do you remember when that there was several years gone by where um where's that what's that tra- uh, shia labeouf was doing movies like every other movie action movie had him in it shia yeah shia yeah. labeouf he, yeah. he went he went through a phase and um Ashton Kutcher went through a phase and the other guy from 70s show Topher Grace uh, oh yeah did a handful did a handful yeah, of things I, sure I th- I, th- I feel that like I feel that this guy will have more staying power he seems to be like a genuine nice guy people who work with him like working with him he doesn't go you know not known for going out and partying and stuff like that so he feels like and he's he's got this like Tom Holland's got the work ethic type thing where, you know, he, he, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll do the job and work hard. And everybody who's working was like, Oh yeah, he's just been phenomenal for that kind of stuff. So, uh, I feel that he'll probably stick around for a lot longer, more like, uh, um, Andy Dwyer was doing. And, um, you mean, you mean super Mario brothers, Chris oh Pratt? I, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot believe that they're doing that. Um, cannot believe. And, and then with the cast, I don't, it's just, I don't I don't know why they didn't they didn't get uh, John Leguizamo back. He's no, still working, I think. It's just terrible. 
Um, so, but I, yeah, anyway, I, I think, so his movies are, I think, in that kind of vein. They feel like Spider-Man and, and, and this one are um, popcorn, you know, adventure, fun movies that don't sure. make you think too much. Uh, Spider-Man's obviously been good, but, you know, it's not like it's a cerebral movie. Um, and no, right. Uncharted was kind of followed into that that line. It's better than a Transformers movie, but you definitely have to suspend disbelief. You know, mm. I'll, my review will be spoiler free. Um, yeah, you just you know a lot of check. Like, uh, that doesn't make sense because if that happened, they would be blown off. Or like, it's just really obvious. Some of the things are like, there's you know how how Spider Man Tom Holland says that thing doesn't obey the laws of physics at all. Like. All this movie is that way, you know, like nothing now, is is right. We've I feel like we've talked about this before, but you've played the games, haven't you? Yeah, played them all. Mm. And and is the movie, uh, quote unquote, unrealistic, um, even by that standard? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean the okay the games are are be- it's not necessarily that like. The I thing, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting because I think of those games as a little bit, well, they're a lot cinematic. But what I mean specifically yes. about the the games being cinematic is when you're doing the climbing parkour stuff, you'll have that thing. I, re- I remember first seeing it in the original Prince of Persia games. But not the original, original ones, because they had those, they were in 2D. I mean, the first 3D ones that were on the original Xbox and probably PS2, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I played them on Xbox. Um, that thing where you're going, you're walking along, and the, you know, suspended over this chasm is just like a little bit of stairs. And you go across it, and just as you get to the far end, it's starting to collapse. And so you jump. And now you're safe on the other side, but you can't go back. And I'm yeah. like, that has been sitting there this whole time, and it only just now, it only just now collapsed. And I get it's a combination of game mechanic and that like cinematic suspense moment. Yeah, um, that, that. But that, uh, no one's been. It here happens forever. all the time. Yeah. Right. And you know, the, the Uncharted games especially have the like you're climbing, but there's a very clear like telegraphed like here's where a white line is it's not sure you know yeah it's not a graphic like it's part of the texture but yeah i mean oh every must be where i jump onto every adventure movie has that though like like every sure of course and and, you know the 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 classic no one's been here forever therefore this rickety bridge is 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 gonna fall apart when i walk across it like that's just a staple of it's it's actually a cinematic um it's a writer's way of saying, telling the audience that no one's been here, like to, to affirm that these people are the first to do this, you know, as, as mm. unbelievable, like our, our buddy Pat watched it with me and he, he, he had a hard time with that a lot of times. It's like, there's this big cave and nobody thought to go in it. I'm like, well, the idea is that no one has ever been here or even as big as it is, there's islands all over the world that no one ever goes to. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and and you just and he's right. Like something looks like a not that this one had that, but you know you'll see like there's a big skull island, right? Like pe- people would notice it looks like a skull, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, yeah. uh, but you know those are things that that I think are mildly suspension of disbelief. Those those are fine, and that's what the video game has has those in, in mild stuff. It's got some other you know fantastical things too, but 
No, this this had um, like there was just the lack of physics. It, the, no spoiler here. In the trailer, they show him, and it's the very opening scene where he's hanging out of a an air an aircraft, right? And that's a big scene cargo, from the from cargo plane, yeah, yeah, from the cargo the plane. And that's game. a big scene from the fourth game, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a it's a big scene. It's very cool, um, but the the game was more realistic than to it than the movie. Like he would stand up on the car while it's in the middle of the air, or he would stand up on the crates. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer. And you're like, what? You know, like, do you have like magnetic shoes and there's no wind hitting you? And then he would <laughs> talk to somebody. He'd say, he'd say something. I'm like, what is, you can't, he, you're hanging out the back of a plane with wind whipping around as these carts are that, you know what I mean? It's just like, that was at, when that kind of stuff right off the bat happens, you're like, okay, this is the kind of movie I'm watching. I got, I got to not yeah. think, right. I got to just enjoy right. what's happening. You know, he's, Again, in the trailer, they show him jumping off like this, um, uh, I don't know, this fancy room, and he grabs on these hanging lights, like light bulb things, right? They show that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And the the light bulbs are breaking all around him, but clearly not the ones that he's gripping on with his whole life. Like, why aren't those just <laughs> smashing? It's it's just right, very, right. very, and it's very, very obvious. And you're like, none of, and then he'll, like, he'll fall down and he'll grab another one. I'm like... Everything shattered along the way, but this one indestructible bulb that you happen to grab is the one that's indestructible, you know. Um, and so, so yeah, that's the just just the fair warning on that one. You just really, really have to at every scene. It's it's. I am very forgiving, but you just got to be like, whoa, okay, don't 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 think, don't think, don't think, don't think, um, and and it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I always not always, but I've, I've recently started to say that that sort of thing works on a a balance sheet it's sort of like a you know like a like a a financial sort of i don't want to make it too complicated with like math and stuff but the more like not necessarily fun but like fun is a big part of it or interesting or compelling like the more positive qualities there are to your movie the more other things that are not necessarily negative but kind of questionable you can get away with yeah right i agree and suspension of disbelief is definitely one of those like if if the movie is good and fun and you're enjoying it then you don't care as much whether stuff that's happening is unrealistic or as I sometimes say, just dumb. Yeah. Um, I, we, when we left, there was four yeah. of us, Sydney, myself, Pat, and, and Trotsky. And all of us liked it. Like, we all said the exact same thing. Oh, my gosh, they got a suspend belief on, belief on that one. But then it was all immediately followed up with, but I had fun. Uh, so sure. it, that it, I think it rides that line that you were just talking about. Like, it's, just, it's, it's good. And the reason it, it, it's able to ride that line is because of um, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, like there, he's playing. I think Tom Holland is not Peter Parker. He's definitely feels older. He's definitely not a high school kid. He's confident and um, sure of himself, right? He's 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 not okay. Yeah. So I, I was like, kudos to that. You're not just playing your own self. Um, but he's just an older Peter Parker, I guess you'd say, in a mid twenties Peter Parker. Um, and then. Right. Uh, Marky Mark is Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, right? He just plays the, mm-hmm. the same character he always plays in everything. 
Um, right. Which is which is fine. So if you like if you like that guy, like that's who that's who he is here. Um, nothing really complex or deep there, you know. And and they but they they say their lines and they perform and they they work well together and they're they're you know pretty good there. So yeah, the, the movie is yeah, a fun movie if you want to go out and watch you know have a good time and lose yourself into the theater. That's one thing that I I appreciated about it was yeah, I hadn't been in a, in like a month or so and. Um, to sit down in a theater and lose myself into a movie. I haven't done that in a while with things like Dune. Mm. You kind of um, are in a story and a mythos and it. You're very hyper aware kind of thing. But with this movie, you're just ha- like reading a comp- Saturday morning cartoon or whatever, you know, you're just watching. I mean, sure. So, yeah. you, you know, you're just there having a fun time with the gummy bears and not worried about it. And that's, that's kind of how it felt um, right with on. this one. Uh, so yeah, I I would recommend going if it, if you just want to like you know be back at the movies with some popcorn and a, and a soda and you know have a good time with it, uh, but don't it's not gonna win any worse. And also, if you haven't seen Spider Man, watch that one first because that one's that's the better one that's out right now for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with Tom Holland. Uh, so moving on from that one, we want to watch talk about our other popcornish movie this week. Yeah, might as well. It's a good good uh, jumping off point for that. All right, this week we watched the 1994 uh, uh, summer action thriller. I, I assume it came out in the summer. I don't know. I'm action sure it did. It sure. has to be. Although yeah, it's sure. February and you know Uncharted came out, so they change things sometimes. Did you know this movie? Uh, we're talking about Speed. Speed. Um, yeah. With Keanu Reeves. This, this movie won Oscars. What? Okay. It won. It was. It, it must won, have been a slow year that year. Well, it won Best Sound, Best Effects, and was nominated for Best Editing. Oh, okay. Well, those are those are those are all quality behind the scenes things that are very important, very very important, and I'm sure people who do those the notice the kinds the of this one, yeah. The kinds of things this movie would be nominated for, yeah, and also it's the poster image here says June 10th. So, yep, there you go. I, I well, here's this about the editing: the first five minutes of the movie is is uh, the credits, right? Back back then, mm-hmm. thankfully, this is something that Hollywood has, has changed away from. Their contracts used to all be uh, organized such that the stars had to have their names shown before the movie started, right? Yeah, that um, was part of I don't know if it was the the Screen Actors Guild or mm-hmm. like one of the one of the guilds somebody had a I mean that's the story I've heard is that George Lucas had to pay big fines for not putting any credits at the front of Star Wars. Right. And by the 90s, I think they were doing it less and less till the point we're at now where it's almost none. Like TV movies sometimes will still have them, but yeah. Um, I think by the 90s this was starting to go away. Well, well, not in this movie. This movie rem- was no. it threw me right back into the like, oh my gosh! And it's like them going down and like the camera is going down an elevator, and that's what made me think of the editing thing was that like it's just oh, yeah. the same like floor at looped as they keep showing these mm-hmm. like yeah, horrible yeah. title cards. Like it's <laughs> it's so bad. It's like they let their junior high nephew, you know, get in there with paint, MS Paint, and made a oh, it's so bad. And it goes on for five solid minutes of these. Like it's this horrible 3D font that's 
oh, it's just awful, egregious. Right. Anyway, so right. I'm like, oh, this is this is the kind of movie I forgot that this was this kind of movie. Um, but yeah, uh, I can stop complaining about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I always say I forget how young people are. We watched um, sure. the girls watched Titanic a couple weeks ago, and uh, Shelley kept just couldn't stop forgetting how young Leo looked. And same thing with this one. Right. Like, you know, Keanu is so, so young that yeah. you're like, holy, holy cow. And same with uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, right. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my parents watch um, While You Were Sleeping a lot. It's in their, uh-huh. like, pantheon of, of favorite movies. That, yeah. You know, at one point was probably getting pulled out, like, several times a year all the time. Um. And so I kind of think of her younger than she is anyway, because I've seen that more than I've seen anything that she's done more recently. Um, And so, and so that helped, but this, yeah, I mean, this is five years before the matrix for Keanu. Um, Yeah. And and, he'd done Bill and Ted though at this point already. And he'd done several other things. But Bill and he, I mean he was, he was in Bill and Ted prime. is a is a different is a very different character than what he sure. became because he went through this time of doing a lot of these kind of action movies. Yeah, um, right. But well, I remember us looking that up and I'm like, oh, he he's he was actually a star at this point. He went this. Well, I thought for some reason I thought this was his breakout role, but it, it was not. He mm, had done several things. No, yeah, um, and was well known. So yeah, this one. Um, so overall, spoiler-free thing, um, so classic 90s, right? Or I think mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. Uh, from story standpoint, from execution, directing, writing, acting, all of it was just like such a period piece. It feels like it. Like it just, if I said, what's a 90s movie? Now I'm going to say speed. Like I can't, every, it hits, it checks off every box from that title card that I think I was just talking about to the credits at the beginning to the way the characters interact with their one-liners, with the, you know, camera angles, all of it is so nineties. So perfect with that cinema thing. So, um, it, there was not, un- I mean, there's, I've seen it enough times. There's no unexpected things, but uh, even right. now looking at it in my lens, no- nothing changed, nothing changed. I think it's, it's still the same movie that I saw before. There's no revelations that I had from like, Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate X, Y, or Z. It's just like, Nope, this is, that's the movie that I that I saw, and it's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This um, I'd seen this once, maybe twice. Um, I remember seeing the sequel in the theater. So um, terrible. That maybe, was so bad. <laughs> it it was it was really bad. I don't remember whether that was a free uh college theater movie or if like some of my friends had seen this one and wanted to go see the sequel all i remember about the sequel was a lot of handheld shaky cam Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. that i was like this is not okay it's just and and not no keanu which is the real key yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know um i guess we could get into spoilers if you want to yeah, it's, hard. It's, um, it's 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 weird talking about spoilers this movie because it is so old and so well seen. It's like saying spoilers for Star Wars, I think. But yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of those like 
I mean, this is sort of a spoiler to say, but you're not, if you're paying attention, you won't be surprised by anything. By anything. There's no like, there's no real twists, but I'm going to hit the bell anyway. That was well said. We're going to talk about the the story uh, reveals in in this movie. So if you're still listening, skip ahead. Yeah. Yeah. um, It was well said with, with the, with the, like, there's no, there's no surprises. Like there are surprises in here, but they're not surprises. Like, like, they're, yeah, they're all like really in obvious. the in the details um you know handfuls of of things what was interesting to me was how how the movie was set up in sort of three stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah. you know you have this this sort of setup and introduction story with the elevator introducing uh Dennis Hopper the villain and then you have the bulk of the movie with this bus story and i have more to say on that later um <laughs> and then and then you have this final like um climax and and denouement of the you know him abducting sandra bullock and taking her on the train and it's this like escalating vehicle kind of framework not the train the subway um mm-hmm. where you're like oh first it's an elevator and then it's a bus and now it's the subway. Right. Um, and all the, you know, maybe this is just from seeing enough of these 90s action movies. But, like, a lot of the things that you expect to happen, happen. Like, when the train just keeps sliding forward and forward. And then they show the outside. And I'm like, oh, it's going to bust through that wall, isn't it? Yep, there it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of thing. The... the, the, the uh... I'm glad that earlier that I mentioned about Uncharted, and I wish I could go, almost go back to the Uncharted section and say that uh, if you like speed, you would like this. Like, this is exactly the same kind of thing when I said suspension of disbelief and everything. Like, so right. much in this movie is straight up unbelievable. Like, by even the most wildest, unless you're like a 14-year-old kid, you know, are you, are you realizing that this bus can go at 50 miles an hour all the time? Like, there's through, every turn that it all takes... These- circumstances i remember a it, it hits group of so many cars hits so many cars and yeah. never goes below 50 you're like what same same group of friends that i that i mentioned last week when we talked about um the majestic um one of them was one of those guys who when you're watching a movie that has that suspension of disbelief moment like can't can't just enjoy it or at least like <laughs> let everybody else enjoy it but is he has doing to, all the like, come on come on right stuff right like, yeah it's like that wouldn't get this the thing with the bus and the you, you know whatever <laughs> um the the example that i remembered and then when it happened i was like yeah i could see that is uh of course when they jumped the gap oh that was right. so bad like shelly and i were watching this it was great we sat there and watched this show and when that happened we became that like at that point together we re- we united with this is so bad that we're just going to talk about it right. the whole scene it was you know right and right. laugh and then and, like it, making fun it was so bad i mean i do think like if you want to play devil's advocate a little bit um <laughs> okay i'm ready for this okay go ahead what okay okay so <laughs> there there are two kinds of bus right there are more okay 
There are more one, than one two has a ramp built into the front of it. Is it okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> it has it has turbo boosters in the front axle, just like Kit from Knight Rider. No, <laughs> right? No. Oh, I didn't um, see that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there are there are buses with the engine, the motor in the front. Okay. And there are and there are buses with the motor in the back. Right. Um, and the one in the back is like the old Volkswagens, right? It's it's close sure. to the axle and and all that stuff. And so if the bus has the motor in the back, like that's where the weight is. And if sure. it like it com- maybe comes off of that ledge and like the the because the engine is in the rear, the power is on the rear axle. Like if the axle is coming up, I'm gesturing with my hands like you can see me. Um, <laughs> then maybe like it's still I still don't think that works. And I'm not a physicist. How, how, so how, do, how, how does the how does the how do they go upward? Is that what I, that's what we were talking about? Like, how does it? Go yeah, upward? yeah. Like that's, it, that's where the, that the kind of falls apart for me. Across, like, right? I could see, I could see if there's like a little bit of something that gives the front end of the bus a little lift. Then wait, wait, that's maybe, what we were looking for. We we're like, is is there a ramp? Is there concrete? Do they hit some, then, some yeah, logs? Then maybe they don't hit the power. Anything. Maybe the power in the rear axle, like lifts it further um but yeah that's that's the big one and then and then there are a million other little moments where like they get off right they exit on a ramp and she's hitting these cones and she's sideswiping these cars and i'm like there's no way that's (laughs) staying over 50 not a chance and And then then, she makes a 90 degree turn after all that and you're like and i'm pretty sure I would I would almost have to rewatch this scene but you know when they take the sharp corner and they have all the passengers get on one side yeah, and then yeah. they come back on the other side. Yeah, I swear, and and maybe I'm just misremembering the camera camera angles. But after it was done, I was like, I feel like they turned, and the the what would it be? The right side of like the the wheels on the right side came off the pavement, and and when the camera comes back around and it and it drops back down, they're making a right hand turn. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not how that. That's not how this works, uh, or maybe it maybe it would. Maybe I'm thinking of it backwards. It's like that. Well, dog I, I would not doubt it because that that was the the believability of this movie was that so so much when they're on that bus was just mm-hmm. ig- just ignore just like ignore all of it. Um, right. Which right. which is which is too bad because that's the bulk of the movie. Right. I will say sure. I will well, say this. You d- go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I think that Keanu keeps it he keeps it entertaining like he's the suspense it's hard to keep suspense genuine suspense up for that whole whole time and he feels intense sure. the whole time so good on him for that yeah yeah it's it's not it's not so much that you need to ignore everything but that that suspension of disbelief like don't think too hard about the details the like physics and the and the details of the bomb and the bus and and all that just understand just accept the the, you know the information the movie's giving you and enjoy the (laughs) the the tension and the relationships going on with the people involved in all this with like you know him getting on the phone with dennis hopper and playing this little cat and mouse thing and they've got the news choppers feeding him information Man, I, um, I do want to watch one of those videos, though, that just, like, makes fun of it the whole time. Not necessarily a pitch meeting one, but, like, one that watches quickly, highlights scenes through it, and is, and is just kind of making fun of it. 
because uh, there's just so many. Um, suspension probably, of disbelief is so many. Th- there's probably a riff tracks. Uh, for that's that's probably what I'm looking for is a riff tracks. There there mm. is like we were asking. We it's great. Shell and I would just throw little one liners back out of each other. It's like um, when the, the first bu- bus blows up. Right he, when he he first mm-hmm. is going to town or whatever and doesn't get on the bus and the yeah. bus blows up, um, the the phone starts ringing, and I think right. one of us was like, "Oh, hey, let's not call the police or call anything. Let's just walk across the street and answer this random phone that's like ringing here that could be a wrong number, you know." <laughs> but he just walks <laughs> over and an- answers the phone, and then Shelley did mention that that he has uh he has a long history with phones, um. Sure. Uh, yeah. Keanu Reeves does like he has phones for everything. It's it's either they're going into the Matrix or he's in a phone booth going across the the world. Uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. yeah. He he's got and now he's got to answer the the phone. He's always on the phone with this guy. Um. So that that was funny. He he just lets the he lets the the bus burn while he walks across the street and randomly picks up this this phone calling uh, guy. I mean he he did run to the bus first, but like. It's a fireball. There was nothing he could do. No, no, yeah, but but it's like that exploding right, ringing, right but... yeah across the street. There's just a, a phone ringing, and he's like, "I'm a, not that anybody else could go there and pick that up." He's just gonna be like, "I think that I'm gonna go answer that phone right now in this very tense, sad, terrible, horrible situation." Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he does stuff like that, and then um, uh, Shelley would just she was just having fun with the you know what 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 happens if the bus just goes like. Barely above fifty before he ever gets there, and then right. drops and then explodes. Like what? She's like, this is a horrible plan for a bomb thing. Like this is the worst. He's never going to get his money because it'll just explode, and then he's like, Ugh, wasted all that, you know? Right, right. He he has to bank on Keanu getting to wherever he has to get to through stuff, and then the bus not going above fifty, and then Keanu getting on. There was so much that Dennis Hopper really had to make work perfectly to make his plan even. Yeah feasible yeah, or sure. sensible uh so yeah that's the thing that's like really you check your brain off when this movie uh so <laughs> that all said moving out of this one it's uh it's not terrible i'm not saying it's a bad movie it's just like uncharted it's just that you just watch it for what it is you're you're not thinking hard you're not trying hard and you're not expecting much right yeah yeah there's you know there's a little slow burn, awkward chemistry between uh, Keanu and Sandra Bullock, and other than that, it's a it's a summer action thriller. Like you, you just accept the ridiculous physics and and all that that's happening, and and enjoy the literal and metaphorical ride. Yeah, you know, as I said with Uncharted, I think these movies get better in my mind. Like, or even people watch them and enjoy them. Uh, and it, it is because of those actors. It, it really is. I think you, you put other B-level actors in any of these movies, and they're just terrible movies, right? Terribly right. unbelievable movies. But, uh, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves is very charismatic. He does keep you, uh, even though he's very stipic- very stereotypical, young, hotshot cop chewing bubblegum all the time, right? Like, it's, it's straight-up mm-hmm. stereotype. Like, he just has the charisma and screen presence to make you be okay with that for some reason. And it, it yeah, I mean, it's part out. of that. It's part of that balance sheet. I was talking about earlier when you were talking about our charted, like yeah. you, if, if there, are, if there are elements in your movie that are 
negative or are kind of weaker, you need positives to balance it out. Like if you have low budget special effects, if your you know, action stuff requires a lot of suspension and disbelief, and the store the writing is not very good and the actors are not very good, like that's just a bad it's bad all the way all the way through. It's bad, bad. Yeah. Um as they'd say on the flop house. Um mm-hmm. but if you have, you know, good special effects but a kind of a lot of implausibility or suspension of disbelief but then you've got some kind of quirky dialogue and some good acting like dennis hopper is good like he's just the right level of of kind of over the top a little bit like a hans gruber uh Mm -hmm. kind of character yeah um they had die hard on at the brewery last night (laughs) fresh in my mind um and you know you've got you've got you know young up and coming uh Keanu Reeves and America's sweetheart Sandra Bullock yeah. playing off each other with some some cor- sort of cutesy quirky overtime flirty yeah, her her character's kind of, completely kind of unbelievable and plausible makes no sense that she would be driving at any point Keanu like why would Keanu just like get in the driver's seat but but because yeah, of Sandra Bullock's the, performance there and who she is and how she's she's like you said quirky interactions and stuff you're totally yeah. okay with it. You're just like I'm 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 cool with this, right? I want I want her right. to be in there in right. that seat. Uh yeah, so anyway, I uh, it is who do I recommend it to? Anyone who wants to watch who's not seen a summer popcorn movie. I think it still holds up enough. It's very 90s. Um I don't know. I don't does it hold up? I guess that's the question. Um it's hard to know. say. It um, is hard to say. I mean, I maybe somebody young would but you should watch have have one of your younger sisters watch it and see if they enjoy it or think it's like so terrible in the 90s like you know you could watch some uh, i'll watch some old like let's say james bond stuff right from the 60s and 70s and and mm-hmm. people who watched it who are older generation than me you know see, have fond memories of it being awesome but it, when i watch it i think it's terrible right so maybe some younger people would watch this sure. 90s speed and say it's it's awful uh, because of those terrible things um i will say that sydney walked in the room and she was not really interested it did not pique her interest in any way Sure. Yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, so what, what do we got? What do you got for me next week? It's your, your go. Oh, it's my go. Let's see. Let's do... I've had this on my list for a while. I don't know anything about it. Um, point Break. Oh, we're going to watch movie? Thor? Watching Thor? Yeah, is that... Uh, is this Ragnarok no. or is it the other one? That we're this watching? is. This is also from the 90s, isn't it? Yeah, it's another Keanu movie. I, I'm it's, digging it. It's this. another Keanu movie. That's why. That's why. Ke- Keanu Keanu could be a, a nice heartthrob for people. I'm, I'm cool with that. He's a cool dude. Sure, sure. Uh, so so oh, yeah. This is, I, this is earlier. This is it's '91. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, is it Patrick Swayze? Yeah, it's Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. All right. Uh, I have watched this maybe twice, if not just once, and that was back when it came out. Okay. So. It's been a very long time. I know the gist of it. Okay. So it'll be a good watch because I don't remember much about it. But I, I do have a good positive. Pos- you know how you have positive or negative feelings about things? It was positive. Mm-hmm. But it could but it could have been, yeah. you know, I don't know what it could have been. Well, let's, let's watch it. Good, good call. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a pull out of there. Uh, yeah, okay. every once cool. in a while. I mean, my list, my, my list of these posts, like some of them are movies that I saw years ago, like Angus or Little Rascals, not Little Rascals, Little Giants. 
get those confused because they have similar names, though Little Rascals is also on my list. And then others are things that I hear name dropped in podcasts and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting, and I never saw it. Maybe we should go watch yeah. it. It'll be interesting. But that's a good. That's a good reason. It's a real good reason to watch that. I, oh, man, there are. They, they remade this movie in 15. They did. I actually do. That's I did funny. watch that one, and it wasn't great. Like I, what I remember is w- while watching it, I was thinking like, this is all the same thing that I remember from the original one. But why would they just redo it? And it was better before. Like I'd rather have Keanu and and Patrick Swayze in these roles. So, um, that's what I remember of the 2015 one. Um. 15 really was that that what it was yeah um so yeah what what, i think this original one will be is is the better call to to watch uh so i'm gonna switch over to a little different topic here because i got a question i was wondering about when playing some video games lately Um, all right i thought i'd pick your brain at it so there are games like what's the most popular is dark souls games right which i've never played so straight up with that one um, where they okay, are same. hard, difficult games, right? Where you're, you're, okay, you're, sure, sure. You're, 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 you're always in a, the way I see it is a state of failing, right? You're always in a sad state. Is what, it's the way I'm going sure. to call okay. it, right? Like sure. it's so bad. Everything's bad and everything's terrible. And finally you, you overcome it. And, and there's a lot to be said about that one. But then there's a lot of these other games that are kind of in that thread, too. Uh, what I'm talking about here lately that I've played are two games called Tainted Grail Conquest and The Darkest Dungeon. Uh, for people who uh, can recognize, I clearly have Game Pass, which is the Microsoft thing, and I'm picking up all these different mm-hmm. games. Um, they're different kinds of games. One uh, is a, a deck builder type issue. Well, I've a, heard of Darkest Dungeon. Is that a, is that a um, Slay the Spire-like I don't know Slay the Spire. Do I know Slay yeah, the Spire? Yeah, you do. It's the card. It's the it's the card roguelike that everybody was playing. Like that's more like Tainted ago. Grail. That's that's more like Tainted Grail. Tainted okay. Grail is kind of like that, um, where you have cards and and you, you know, yeah. It, that's okay. more like Tainted I've Grail. heard of. I've heard of Darkest Dungeon, and it's possible I've heard of both of them. I just don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so Tainted Grail. I mean, I really don't want to get the mechanics of this because I'm really getting more questions about the the genre to ask you about. Um, okay, but, sure. But j- just just to get the the brief overview, Tainted Grail is a game that uh, you walk around in a world that is dark and like you're dead. I think you're you're like a Viking person and you're dead, um, and you are wandering around in uh, there's like this safe village. Then you go outside of it to the weird is what it's called, and the world is really blurry. Like it's. Is that this weird dark, spelled with a Y? With a Y, correct. Uh, and it's the, the, the world is dark, which is important to note here for this topic, this conversation. The world is dark and gloomy and dreary, right? And it also okay. is, it has a, a, like a filter effect on it that gets very blurry and hard to see. And as your light source dwindles down, it gets even more and more hard to see, right? Um, sure, yeah. So again, you're in this, the whole game is in, you're in this per- perpetual state of, um, sadness that things are getting worse, okay. but it's all going to be worse. Sure. And they, and, and, and it, then it eventually you succumb, right? It, you go as long as you can go hoping to get things because this is like a roguelite mm-hmm. that you get yeah, things that you say, can like, get. Yes. Like Hades. We were talking about Hades off the air. Correct. But Hades is more fun. Like Hades has fun and hope sure. all the way through it. So, so anyway, 
uh, it's dark and it things and it's and it's a roguelike. So you get some things that hopefully will you know a little, but it's just eking out little little steps by little steps. And then I'm moving on to the darkest dungeon, and darkest dungeon is um, it's got that horror theme to it, like early 1900s, and you're going back to your mm-hmm, old reclaim right. your old mansion that's overrun by monsters and gothic horror things, right? Um, and it's going, th- it's like a maze crawler where you go from room to room and, uh, and with your, with your four, your four teammates and the four teammates that you do level up and you invest in, but it's very hard to get through each one. Like you do, but it's just like you, you're sacrificing so much of the characters going through, like they get permanent disabilities and their arm breaks and they're it's forever broken or they get trauma that can never be fixed throughout the whole game and eventually that character will just die so you you replace them right you level them up until they get so much trauma and so much stuff that they they just can't make it anymore and they die um and so the game is also dark and dreary and it's full of sadness and that every time i go on a run i want to continue and get better but it comes from a place that like everything is bad and it even tells you, this game is dark. This game is, you're going to lose guys. It's like their little paragraph at the beginning. Note that you're not going to be feel winning the whole time. Be prepared that you're going to be sad, right? And it's okay. weird because I want to play it because the mechanics are good and, and interesting. But every single time I feel like I'm losing. And some of these games, there's a game called Don't Starve. It's like this where it's, they're called survival mm-hmm. games where you're always on the edge yeah, yeah, of just yeah. losing. You're just losing all the time, trying to eke out survival. And then finally, it's how long can you go until you finally perish, right? So that's where I'm sure. coming from. And these games that I'm playing here, not that the mechanics are bad or that the games are bad because they're actually pretty good and I like them. But I had to, I thought to myself, it's like, what is it that makes a person want to play a game where they're they feel like they're losing and they're just there's no winning the game is not meant to win right it is to Mm. go as long as you can go until finally the the pressures and terribleness of the world overcome you and you die um what what is up with that like i don't understand the allure to that like is is that a a mental thing i'm missing Mm. with excitement and drive uh, I don't mean to be. I don't know. There's harsh. But... The, yeah, there's there's maybe a, a kind of a lot going on there. I th- I mean, I feel like in a certain sense that's how all games used to be, right? If okay. you go back to the '80s and you know, or uh, people say arcadey, that's not really the mechanic that we're talking about here. Ar- I think arcadey is like like a game has one mechanic, like Tetris, right? Okay. Like this is this thing. The blocks are gonna fall, and you're just gonna. You're going to go as long as you can. Like, you can't beat Tetris. Like, you can't Correct. beat uh, uh, Duck Hunt. Um, okay, that, that's a fair just, and not fair comparison. You, yeah, you, sure. You play, you go, you go as far as you can. And so I think part of, part of the, the intent on the part of people who design these games and some of the desire on the part of the people who play them is for that kind of, you know, it's what makes, makes roguelikes um appealing is this like you're gonna go and you're you know it's not some like you're not gonna play through a story and be done with it like you're gonna play and improve and fail and fail until you succeed um i mean we've we've established that uh that kind of thing and process is not doesn't appeal to me um i don't even need 
a a dark and gloomy theme to you know i could play hades and yeah get through one two maybe three runs and fail and go yeah that's good i think i'm think i'm good i'm gonna take a break um because it's because it's very discouraging um but that's something with roguelikes that i really like though is that like that well sorry Maybe it's the newer roguelikes. Maybe I'm just newer into this genre than, than uh, old school people. Is that they, especially I mean, the, Hades, has the, an end. Like, it has a story. It has a goal sure. that you can accomplish. Like, you can get through yeah, that's a, to the end. That's a thing our buddy Trotsky said about Hades. And there's also the compromise of roguelites, where mm-hmm. there is some small, gradual, minuscule pro- process uh, progress. It's kind of like playing MMOs. Where you're like, yeah, we're going to fail at this boss until people start to get the mechanics down. But while people are working on the mechanics, people are also doing other stuff and getting better gear. So our our stats are gradually inching up millimeter by millimeter. Um, I know I mixed metric and imperial there, sorry. Um, <laughs> until, until, until we get that boss. And that's part of that. But of course, raiding involves a community. So it has a, a whole different kind of challenge and reward proposition i think the other thing going on for designers and players of these uh dark gloomy challenging rogue style games um is a kind of not quite masochism but like like (laughs) that is the right word it's what i was thinking of just really enjoying that challenge like if you're gonna you know none of us have infinite time so you know in the mind of a person like that like if i'm gonna sit down and I'm going to play a video game for an hour or two or three or however many hours you have or few hours you don't have. Um, I don't want it to be, you know, playing a little guy in a green suit running around and maybe shooting some apples down out of trees in a in a cutesy, happy, you know, yeah. relatively safe little world. Not that, I mean, Breath of the Wild is very challenging, so I'm not saying sure. that either. Um but they're like, I want to get in and fight a monster, vampire, or whatever, and it's going to be hard, and he's going to kick my butt until I finally get him. And then once I get him, it's yes, it's awesome. It's so it's so worth it. Um, yeah, for me, it's just it's just too much frustration to get through to get to that point. Like it makes the the triumph part of it not really seem worth it to me um, because I think I, I think I'm, I'm with usually you. don't. I don't I don't really have the but I also have been in that place where I'm like oh, I'm playing this game and it's it was fun at first but it's so easy now that I'm like it was never challenging and now it's just boring. Um yeah. but I think so so like all of that goes into it the like challenge and reward and the the um mental psychological relationship we have with fear as as individuals. Uh, not fear. Uh, well, fear is part of it, but failure is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah. The fear aspect is what I what I was going to say is the two, and there's more than two things. But I think the other big thing besides the retro rogue kind of you can't beat the game, you just play it until you know you see how far you can go. Uh, the other part of it, I think, is the same kind of psychology that makes people appreciate horror movies. Um where yeah. you just whatever it is about your brain like something about that dark gloomy um hopeless and it's and it's not always 
um, it doesn't always apply to all things for all people, right? Like, there are people who are not gloomy, uh, fatalist kind of, kind of, you know, goths or anything who can really appreciate a scary horror movie. It's like something yeah. about that when they see it makes them feel, you know, not necessarily feel better about their own life, but like it's a different kind of escape. Like just like, you know, a, a another kind of person might watch a superhero triumph over the bad guys and that makes them feel good. Um, you know, they'll see the, you know, the one person survive from this crazy, uh, you know, axe murderer or whatever, and then finally get him or he runs off into the woods or whatever. And they're like, Oh, that's, that's good. It's just, I mean, it's, it's escapism just like, you know, watching a dumb, uh, suspension of disbelief action movie can be escapism. And I think the, the dark challenging video games are tapping into part of that as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're, I think what you were just saying is right that there's i think you had there was a sentence you said in there something about it being a balance like finding that balance of enough to make you want to go keep going right enough reward i guess right, right uh, to go yeah um yeah I, I i feel that um and maybe that's what it is what maybe with these games that i'm specifically have been playing lately um are much more on the for example, Darkest Dungeon, for every plus you get, you get two minuses, right? It's it's definitely one mm-hmm. where there are like things that you get that are good, right? Like I get I get a new item, and now my guy can finally dodge and survive those dodge attacks, right? Like, oh, now I, the game is great, and I got past that hard part that was hard, and this character will no longer have that problem, uh, but now they have two crippling things instead of just the one that they had. So... Sure. It's always things, and that's maybe where where my thought process was was these specific two games um, have more, you know, as I said, sad or down negative things than they do the positive things. Um, mm. So and and then it, so for me, maybe that's like that's not my my kind of difficulty rating that I need, right? Whereas other people sure. that might be right in right into their thing, they want they want it to always be harder at each tier than it was before, and not you know overcoming. Like I, I think with something like Hades, you you get better at something, and you're always better at it. Like once you beat the first boss, you you consistently get better, and you and from then on the boss is still not you know not challenging. But is, I remember the first time I got to the first boss in Hades, I was like overwhelmed with like, this is impossible. And then now it's, you know, it's old hat. So that you feel like you're, you definitely feel like you're always getting better, right? In a game like Hades. In a right. game like right. uh, The Darkest Dungeon, you aren't. Like, you, you just aren't. You're going hmm. you're, you're to get to the point where they just die. And then you replace them with a level one character again, right? And start all over. Okay. Um, Sure. And, and I mean, your, your overall story has progressed, but you know, you're th- this character that you get is going to be like, well, they're, they're also going to die eventually. So don't get attached. And which is kind of the thing about them leveling up is you get attached and then you don't. So, yeah, I think that, I think you said it best is that it's just the level of 
difficulty or reward versus, I don't know, what's it called? The flagellation, you know, that you take for it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean, and there's always, you know, people have different levels of what they want in terms of um, like character progression versus player progression. Right. Um, And, you know, a I know I just said this about MMOs. What's a better example? I mean, most RPGs have more character progression than player progression, right? You most yes. like, yes, you're getting better at it, but for the most part, you are, uh, let's just say, winning more. You're killing fa- boars faster or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You're mostly getting better at that because your character is leveling up and getting better gear. That's character progression. Not because you're um, necessarily your H- skill at killing boars is better. Yeah, you you the player are are it, like maybe you're getting better, but most of like it's like ninety percent character, ten percent player. Yeah, and sure. a true a true roguelike is you know ninety to a hundred percent player progression and zero character progression, right? Like yeah. Mario never gets any more powerful. He never gets any faster, and like oh, yes, yeah, you right. can get temporary yeah, right. power ups, but. Um, and a rogue light is somewhere in the middle. It's more like an 80, 20 kind of thing where like you can upgrade power ups and stuff, but they're, they're pretty minor, um, compared to, you know, how you build the choices in between what power ups you get. And, and, and then yeah. as you said, you get better at like, you learn the fights better and learn, you know, how to react and respond to the different mechanics. You start to learn their patterns and go, she's going to do this and then she's going to do this. So I can hit her right here, but then I got to dodge right away or I'm going to get hit. Um, and I'm sure somebody, gradually, somebody listening and that's a fan of Dark Souls is probably like, preach it, brother. Because I think, I think that is what I've heard about. Like what you just talked about, character versus player. I think um, Dark Souls is a purely player progressing game. Like you, have yeah, to and I can see it. how, and I can see how that's definitely gratifying and rewarding for people. I just, for me personally, don't usually have the patience or emotional fortitude or whatever, like to get through the frustrating phase that comes before that. Yeah, and and also in some things, every game is di- clearly every game is different, but. Uh, you know, sometimes it's when a game forces you to do something like, for example, if I was playing Hades and it made, it forced me to use a weapon that I hate, right? Like to get past this Mm -hmm. challenge, I must get really good mastery at a thing I don't have fun doing. Right. Um, that, that was, would be very frustrating to me. Um, but you know, the the thing is, that's why Hades is good is that it, it, it has all these people, people rave about, about Hades a lot. And, I don't know if this is universally true, but it seems to be more in that scenario that you just described. Hades seems to be more carrot than stick. Um, yes. I did a I did a short run right while I was waiting for you to come online to record, and I noticed, you know, a couple runs ago that they have this preferred weapon thing that happens, mm-hmm. uh, where if you use the preferred weapon you get 20% more of one of the currencies. It doesn't make you stronger or better in the run to use that weapon, but you're going to get some better rewards in the, 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 it's one of the currencies 
for outside the run. It's not the in-run currency that's gold. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, I don't like the sword, but it's 20, you know, I get 20% more of this resource, and it'll probably be a quick run because I'm not very good with the sword, but I'll try it. And, you know, for a couple of rooms, I was just like, dash slash dash slash and and burning through them pretty quick and then died on the first boss but um it the it gave instead of you know um a stick right that says oh for this run you can only use melee weapons or whatever it says you can use whatever weapon you want but if you use this one you get 20 percent more reward it's a i'm just went into a lot of detail to explain <laughs> my point of carrots carrots and sticks yeah um no, the, the 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 carrots and sticks are a big a big thing for me. I mean, in, in a lot of stuff. I, I mean, just in life too, in general. So, you know, give, giving more carrots is. I mean, sometimes you need a stick, but I'm always more. My men, my uh, mentality, I guess, is more of a carrot person. But you know, I, I would like to have. I'm always more apt to keep playing something if I feel that there's more that I'm I'm getting more and I'm being rewarded. You know, as opposed to being beaten and then, you know, finally not being beaten anymore. And it may, that's where this whole topic came sure. from is where I started. This is that, that I don't like games. I would just straight out, I'll make the definitive, the declarative. Uh, I don't like games that, uh, beat you down and then you just have to keep going until you're not beat down anymore. Like I, I want games mm. that I feel, I feel positive and happy and, and getting better and progressing and, you know, being better at every step instead of, you know, not feeling pain anymore. Right. And, and that's what, sure. that's what was frustrating me about some of these games is that I don't want to, and it makes me not want to play them. That's the real thing is that like darkest dungeon, I I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and recommend it to people like just give it a shot. Um, but I, I will, especially since it's on, um, game pass, but, um, game pass. yeah, is, uh, I, I don't want to log back on because I don't want to, it's going to be like, mm. okay, I have to subject myself to pain for a while that I know is 100% there, right? Like if I get onto Hades, I could have a bad run, right? But right. the odds are that I'm going to I'm gonna have fun playing it. When you get on Darkest Dungeon, the odds are that you're going to lose characters or they're going to get worse and that you're gonna, your characters are going to be in a worse position when I log off than when I logged on and that I'm going to have mm. more failings and more stuff than, than if, when I started, right? Um, so yeah. if, I, if I'm lucky... And if I something happens to go through and it goes really well, I I will I will succeed and get another like tick on the overall story. So it makes me sure. not want to go into a world of pain to hope to get a little <laughs> further, right? And that's what makes me not want to play sure. games like Dark Souls and stuff like that. I don't I don't want to to go through. I don't. It doesn't make me want to log on. Doesn't make me want to do stuff. Uh, so I, I will say, changing game topics here. Uh, I'm I'm going to. I've been saying it for a while, but I've, I'm after my Hades binge here. Um, I'm really getting starting to get in back into uh, story based games. Like uh, I've I started the Miles Morales I mentioned last last week, and which is really fun, and I'm mm -hmm. enjoying the story right. a lot. Um, I still have to get Data War out of the way, which you know I, I'm going to have to start that one all over again because I missed the story, and the story is kind of the point. Um, um, and then the last of us two is also one. So those are the, those are three really big games that are story, you know, driven games. Um, and I'm going right. to go this week and I'm going to go ahead and buy, and I know I won't get to it for a while, but it's okay. I'll buy it and support the company. 
uh, the new, um, oh, it's not Heaven's Word. What am I thinking here? It's the Horizon Zero Dawn. But it's not called Zero Dawn. It's, it's Horizon West or something like oh, that. Horizon West, yeah. For the Forbidden West, something yeah. West. Um, yeah. It, it that the first game was just phenomenal, just beautiful, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved doing every little, all the extra stuff. Um, the characters were great. The story was wonderful. Um, and people are reviews are coming back that it's just it's it's just that again, you know, like yes, you're gonna have a another great experience. So I want to definitely nice. buy that one. And it's on PlayStation Five, so that's uh, exciting. Mm. It's on PlayStation Four as well. But, sure. Um, so that that's I'm gonna have four games that that I really need to spend some time on to, uh, but they're heavy they're heavy story games, and and you know I think I'm ready. I'm ready for some good stories. We have I've had really good movies that have given me deep stories. Dune could have been that, but it only gave me part one, so bleh. <laughs> Stupid Dune. Are we? Are, do we? We don't ever yeah, talk about I, Oscars on this show, do we? We don't. We really don't. Not, I mean, a little bit, but not really. We leave that to the geek scholars. Right. Right. Yeah. They they do that better than we do. Um, speaking of Oscars, I did watch the movie. I keep wanting to say Diagon Alley. Um, Nightmare <laughs> okay. Alley. Nightmare Alley. Okay, not I don't know the, that one. Not the uh, not the market from Harry Potter, which is no. also just the word diagonally split into two words. <laughs> um, you know what? She's not the best writer, man. I'm telling you. We, we know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she sold a lot of books, so there's she some... She definitely did. Some, She's got something there. to it. Yeah. There's, Harry Potterites yeah, out there no, are hating us right now. But yes. So well, how was how no was accounting that? for taste? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't it know. was okay. It was dark. Um, <laughs> was it the darkest dungeon? <laughs> it's it's a movie about carnies, right? Carnival oh, uh, already sounds wonderful. <laughs> I mean, it's it was a very aesthetically. Um, um like gorgeous just with like lighting effects and and character design and all of those kind of things um my my biggest issues with it are that i don't buy bradley cooper in like dark kind of heavier roles and okay. i don't know if that's me if if i have a certain idea of bradley cooper in my mind um I mean, he does just looking at him like this guy doesn't have a dark, bad day, right? Like he's just right, so exactly, damn good looking exactly. and charismatic. His world is rainbows, he, right? He made a he made a movie called Burnt, where he was this chef who yeah. was just coming back from rehab, and he had done this thing to like atone for all the bad stuff he did when he was a drug addict. And I'm like, I don't believe that this character played by bradley cooper has ever shot up heroin never not <laughs> yeah, not a right. single time like i don't Just did not i don't that. see it i don't see it at all um and in nightmare alley he's playing against um he's playing against kate blanchett who is hmm. you know just a, a phenomenal actor actress and um so i'm like oh, i just i'm not like I was okay with him when he was up against um Rooney Mara and 
uh, and Ron Perlman, like that all seemed to be about the same, you know, apples to apples kind of, kind of level. And then, you know, Kate Blanchett shows up in the second act and I'm like, oh no, this is not, he is not going toe to toe to toe to toe with her. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> but otherwise like the effects and the story and the, just the way the shots were framed, like all of that was really gorgeous. I think it's up for several Oscars. Um, speaking of Oscars. Um, yeah. And it was just kind of, you know, uh, the story was kind of dark, which is, you know, how carnival story movies yeah. really used to be. Um, there's you know, there's no real like happy like, carnivals. Is there? Is there any story where like, such a fun time at the carnival with carnies. Like, is there a happy love I mean, stories with great, carnies? <laughs> greatest <laughs> showman. Novels. If you completely, if you completely you ignore the kind of horrible person PT Barnum was and just do this happy musical. Um, <laughs> there, then, there you go. There you go. Then it's greatest fine. Showman. But the, you know, the reality was like, this was a time where people didn't, didn't see, you know, there was, there wasn't uh, TV. There was barely radio. And so people who never saw anything but their farm and their, you know, their little crappy Kansas town, um, nothing against Kansas. I just picked the state randomly, um, <laughs> you know, could go to the carnival and see like, oh, here's a guy who's really fat and here's a woman with some facial hair. Like, let's pay 25 cents to go look at him and point. Right. And it's horrible. But like almost everything about life was horrible at that time and so it was just <laughs> there it was the only kind of i mean not only but it was one of the only kind of escapist entertainment forms that they had um yeah and true, so very true. yeah like like what kind of story do you tell about that that's you know positive and uplifting in <laughs> any way there really isn't. <laughs> I unless I, I really unless do want to hear one. Though. I want to hear you, right. unless you're great sort of uh, sort of whitewashing the whole thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, we'll, we'll watch. Not and, and I like this week. I like Greatest Showman a lot. I'm not. I'm not trying to yeah. bash it, but it's by no means yeah. an accurate portrayal of of carnival life in the in the early 1900s. Or, or correct. They they weren't they weren't uh, pro. Um, bearded lady and they weren't all like supportive of differences and, and yeah, yeah they, they were not that's, that's not what not that was about <laughs> right no, um no. the which is funny because it's exactly what that show's about um I, we will watch in two weeks i'll, I'll pick because it's good time uh, after we watch this weekend we'll watch um a bradley cooper movie uh silver lining playbook and that uh, mm. we'll see what we'll see what I've you never think about seen that yeah, exactly. I think that's, we'll see what you think of that one. Cause I, it's interesting that you just mentioned him being a, like a heroin addict in that other one in silver lines playbook. He plays someone who has uh, a, an issue. I don't want to say what, um, but uh, an issue. And that's, that's kind of what that movie was known for was his portrayal of that. Um, and somebody else's that's in there too, or which I won't say cause it's some spoiler stuff. Um, but it'd be really interesting to see your comparison between what, what your experience was with that and what your experience was, was with this, if he's more believable or if he's the same kind of believability. Um, and it's been a while since I've watched that one. So, and I only watched it once cause it's, it's one of those like dramas that you watch once. 
Um, so we'll watch sure. that in, in two weeks and I'll be really interested to see your comparison there. Was it burnt? Was that the one that and burnt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we got it, man. I think we, we saved like a 2.4 lives today. So the, yeah. The yeah. There's there, there are some, there's some, some shows coming back. I think, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Um, uh, what's that alien movie? Resident alien. Um, oh yeah, how do I not? Too many movies. Second to watch. season, right, right. Um, I mean, it's a good series. It's, what, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you have too too much good things, what's that called? An embarrassment of riches. There you go. Now, I have, we have an embarrassment of riches of, of media and entertainment right that's now. True. So that's that's it's a good true. Thing. Um, uh, I I, I, I are... have to watch that one. And what's the other one that that's uh oh, <laughs> one that you're that everybody makes fun of me of because. I love Space Force and Space Force season two is out and yeah, Space Force season two just dropped and we're a couple weeks away from upload season two. Um, no, so really? Oh, that's so great! Yeah. I loved that show. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, don't it was know. It's so so strange and so so strange. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, Sydney is going to be so excited yeah, about more. that. That's such that's such good news. That was such a weird. I did not expect this show. Not again. Not that it's. I'm not. We'll talk about this when we watch it again. But I don't know if I recommend it to people. But for for I did not expect it when we were watching it to like it as much as I liked it. And then when it was over, it was like this was really. I'm really glad that I somehow landed on this show. Um, and now we're like two years away. And now you're telling me there's a new one. Yay, new season. Uh, that yeah. I got to watch Dota. Yeah. I got still got to finish The Witcher. Um, and I'm finishing Cobra Kai while at the oh, gym yeah. too. So that's yeah, it's good stuff. I, I also have to finish The Witcher. I have, I have I have completely dropped off of Star Trek stuff, so not even watching any. And that's usually this time of year, like a, a thing that's in in my my lead. I'll, I'll wait for Picard to start getting back into Trek. Yeah, yeah, we've we've uh, or Strange New Worlds, I guess maybe. We've we've beaten the dead horse of Discovery, and I don't know if we've done that all on the air, but I don't. I'm, I'm do sure that. we have. No, that I it just you know Trek is a TV series, right? So it's always been a TV series, and uh, granted, there was that long period of time when there wasn't a TV series out. But you know, now that it is a regular right, TV right. series, it's been part of my you know annual look forward to type thing. Um, so I, it's not been on my thing recently. So I feel like the Trek franchise for me has been on a hiatus. Um, so we'll, mm. and I'm not really yeah. looking forward to it yet. So we'll, I think hopefully. This little bit of a hiatus in my mind will, you know, when something like Strange New Worlds comes out, hopefully, I'll be like, hey, back into Trek again, and I can get re-inspired into that kind of, that universe and world. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porch's episode, what, uh, 234? Special thanks to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. If you would like to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch and discuss, you could do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can head over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use the contact forms there to reach out to us. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, we always appreciate that. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. Thank you.